0: to Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. Praise God. Verse number one. Now faith, everyone say faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I want to speak for a few moments tonight on the key, the essential key. And that, obviously, here tonight is faith. The essential key to our walk with God is faith. Lord, we thank you and praise you for your word, and we ask that you would help us to increase our faith. We stand before you and recognize that you're a God that imparts to us, provides to us, and we ask that your word would be a strength to us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated by way of introduction here tonight, one of the things that is very, very obvious if you study the scripture or are a student of the scripture for any amount of time, faith is spoken of throughout the entire Bible. And it's probably one of the most consistent themes of the scripture. There are people of faith. There is a walk of faith. So it's No matter what time or age that you read, whether it's the Old Testament or whether it's the New Testament, whether it's in those first century times or whether it is in the time that we live in today, faith is a requirement in order to worship God and to have a walk with God. In order for that to be the case, you have to have faith. As you start looking through Hebrews chapter number 11, You start reading of individuals and the way that each verse starts is by stating emphatically by faith. In verse number four, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Verse seven, by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went. He went out by faith. Where are you going, Abraham? I don't know, but I'm following a promise because I'm operating by faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 24, by faith, Moses. When he was come to years refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter it was by faith it was by faith and so you can link up tonight and join with abraham and noah and moses and my there's there's quite a few others in hebrews chapter number 11 there is joseph there is isaac and many other heroes of the faith. You can link up with them and you can join in that rendition of names by saying, by faith, Kevin Bradford is going to live for God. By faith, if there's going to be a walk with God and there is going to be a worshiping of God, it's going to be by faith. We are people in this building tonight who are by faith, by faith by faith. And faith, I'm just talking about faith because the scripture is consistent. It's a theme. It's a theme of faith. It's pointed out. We'll get to what it is, but when we read the scripture, we know it's something we must have. It's a key essential ingredient. You have to have faith. Not doubt, not fear, not unbelief, but if you're going to live for God, you have to be a person of faith because the scripture said if you're going to be a God-fearing, God-walking, a relationship with God. There's got to be a key essential ingredient in your life called faith. Faith looks at things in confusion and doubt and unbelief and says, I'm still going to trust in God. And these individuals in chapter number 11, like Abraham, I don't know where I'm going, but God promised something to me, and so I'm going to be patient in the fact that I don't know where it is, I don't know where I'm going, but I know this, I've heard from God, God's word has been imparted to me, I'm going to trust God in the midst of that, and I'm going to be a person of faith. And in so doing, Abraham becomes the father of the Faithful, You and I are connected to his example and to his life. Tonight in the house of God, it is very, very important that we be people of faith. Faith is essential. It's consistent. It's referenced in the scripture, and it's also joined together with obedience. It's always been connected. It's joined together. You cannot separate those two things. God requires obedience to his word and that is a prerequisite for allowing humanity to have communion with him so faith is connected to obedience this is why James said in chapter 2 and verse number 24 you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. He's not talking about works that you do that you can buy. He's not talking about all of this kind of stuff. He's talking about action. He's saying that a man is justified not by his faith only, but, but connected to that is an obedience. When you're a person that has faith, there's connected to it an obedience and an action to follow the word of God. A person would say, well, it's only by faith alone. As a matter of fact, the reformers in history made it such a point because the church at that time was selling indulgences and all of this kind of stuff, trying to earn their way into heaven. This became such a problem that they swung wildly the other way and said it's only by faith. Ladies and gentlemen, the word of God is very clear that it takes faith, but faith is connected to obedience. When somebody says you must repent of your sins, they are saying your faith is going to put an action in you that's going to lead you to repentance. Rather than saying you don't need repentance and you don't need baptism in Jesus' name and you don't need the infilling of the Holy Ghost as long as you have faith. Well, you can't separate faith from action. And in the scriptures that I read, a new birth experience is something that you have to put into action. And so obedience is connected to faith. James references it here. Acts chapter 26 and verse number 20. But showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles. Listen to this. Watch that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. There is a doing. There is an action. There is an obedience, and so faith is coupled together with obedience. Paul makes a statement in Philippians that is taken out of context, in many cases, by individuals that don't understand exactly what he's trying to say. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 12, he says to the Philippian church, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my present only, but now much more in my absence, work out work out, work it out, work it out, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This does not mean that you go create your own philosophy and work out that as salvation. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about a gospel that is delivered, a gospel message that saves. Oh, I'm so thankful for salvation. I'm thankful for a saving work of God. I'm thankful that we can do the works of Jesus Christ. We can do our very best to reach out and impact individuals and lives, but ultimately, the church has always been about salvation. Peter didn't get up and say on the day of Pentecost, we've got to figure out how to supply everybody that is in need, but he got up and he preached a message of salvation because if he supplies your need and you're not saved, then he hasn't done a work, but if you're saved, then you can supply the need. The church must be about salvation and redemption God called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And it requires an action on the part of somebody that would recognize, you know what? I need a change in my life. Anybody hearing what I'm saying here tonight? I know you are. I know you are. And so working out your own salvation means that you are doing the action that's connected to the faith of God that is tied to the word of God. And this is what faith is. We're still just talking about scripture that is consistent, that speaks to us about needing a key essential ingredient to go anywhere in God. There has to be a faith. It's what makes it possible to live a godly life. Because when we have faith in God's spirit and we have faith in God's word, then that gives us the ability to live a life that is pleasing to God. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17. So then faith cometh by what? By hearing and hearing by what? Hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This means something. These verses that we read mean something because our faith is increased by the Word of God preaching the foolishness of preaching increases our faith because it is connected it should be connected to the Word of God I'm thankful that it is connected to the Word of God. If you're in a church that is not preaching connected to the Word of God, you're in the wrong church. If somebody is preaching to you things that are going to influence you and it's positive emotion and it's this kind of stuff and builds you up and you can reach for the stars and all of this kind of stuff that walks right on by things that are described in the Scripture and defined in the Scripture as sin. You're in the wrong place because it's not connected to the Scripture. And I'm seeing and I'm hearing and I'm finding out there's a lot of people that have jettisoned the Word of God. They're turning to their own philosophies and their own ways. They've rejected a lot of things that God himself has instructed and commanded for us to live and to walk and to understand and to abandon and to repent from. Because nowadays, it's all just about feeling good. And you'll hear words like, we're just doing the works of Jesus. If you're doing the works of Jesus, you're forsaking some things. You're not retaining those things. You're abandoning some things because you recognize the work of God. Those things cannot be in your life. And so faith and obedience is connected and working out your own salvation is not something that Paul is describing outside of a new birth experience. So faith is a connection with obedience and we have the ability Scripture says that we have the ability to increase our faith based on our knowledge and understanding of the word of God. Luke chapter 17 and verse number five, the disciples, Jesus was talking about faith and the disciples said unto the Lord in chapter 17, verse number five, they said, increase our faith. Increase our faith. So I have the ability, no matter every man has a measure of faith, but no matter where my faith is, I have the ability to increase my faith. As a matter of fact, this is one of the reasons why the scripture says forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Why? Because when you come in the house of God, you spend some time in prayer, you spend some time in worship and you spend some time in the Word. It increases your faith. You don't come to the house of God. You're not where you need to be. You have a world that is an onslaught every single day. It diminishes your faith. But thank God there is a there's a presence and a spirit of God. There is a word of God that is able to increase our faith. I hope tonight you leave this building with a faith that is increased and not decreased. I hope tonight when you walk out of here, you say, you know what, I had a certain measure of faith, but I feel like it's draining out of me after this service. I hope that's not the case in this place tonight, but I hope in this case there is a consistent walk of God and a clear sound from this pulpit and a message of truth that goes out, that increases your faith, that builds up your walk with God, that builds up a development in you and a maturity in you. These are things in which the scripture describes as having faith. Consistent theme in the scripture about faith. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 8. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. He suffered. He went through struggles. Sometimes we don't fully understand. But in the midst of that, we have to trust God. And faith in God becomes the evidence in our life, in the struggles and difficulties, our attitudes toward life and the different things that we go through. When we've got a faith that is strong, we have the ability to grow in God and to testify of God's goodness. And in Hebrews chapter 11, Abraham is one of the great examples of walking away from a civilization and a culture and following after God and being directed by God. No telling what what he heard from his family, no telling what he heard from the culture that was surrounding him, but he was a person of faith. And so faith is important. It is a necessity. The second thing, so not only is it consistent through scripture, it is something that is the most consistent in scripture and it is a necessity in our walk with God. But the Bible is also very clear that we must live a life of faith. Hebrews chapter 10 And verse number 35. So not only is the scripture very consistent, that faith is a key ingredient. It's a a key essential. But we must also live a life of faith. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Everyone, say patience. Say, I need patience. Anybody feel that? Anybody imp? Is there anybody by nature impatient? If you are, raise your hand. Look at that. Is there anybody that's not impatient at all? You're just patient with everything. Raise your hand. Brother Shannon Pettis, praise God. We've got one that's patient with everything. We, by nature, are impatient. And it doesn't, our culture doesn't help us out either. You know, there's some things that you've got to actively work against culture. That you've got to fight against. I mean, if we don't have it right now, quick, everything's immediate. There's immediacy connected to it. Our, our day is blown up. It's like a bomb going off. Paul is saying... Here in this spiritual walk with God, he said, you have need of patience. After that, you have done the will of God. You might receive the promise for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. I want to be a person of faith. I want to be a man of faith. I want to be a woman of faith. I want to be a young person of faith. I may not even know what faith is. I may not even know what faith is, but the scripture said I need faith, so therefore I'm going to be that person of faith because I recognize it's the key structure that everything is built upon. You've got to have faith in a world that is walking away from desires and demands to have things that are tangible, wants to touch, taste, everything, the senses and everything, I want to be a person that says, I'm going to believe in the promises of God. Even though I may not see them at the present time, I'm going to put my confidence in God because I would rather put my confidence in God than confidence in a world or confidence in an enemy of my soul. I'm going to trust in God. Somebody clap your hands and thank God that you can put your faith in God. is why that kind of faith produces endurance and longevity. It produces endurance and longevity. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 23. Hebrews is filled with statements about faith. Hebrews 11, but here we are in Hebrews 10 and verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised. Anybody have a profession here tonight? And don't raise your hand and say, well yes, I got a job a career. I'm talking about a profession, the scripture said, let us hold fast the profession of faith. I'm not walking away from it. I'm not abandoning it. I'm not throwing stuff overboard. I'm, I've got a profession of faith. And so my confidence is in that. And I'm going to develop that. That produces endurance and it produces longevity. It weathers storms. If you've got this kind of faith. Now, I don't know what it is, but the Bible says it's important. That's the third point. So just hang in there with me because we read what it is in the very beginning. And we'll talk more about what it is. But if you didn't know what it was. And you were just coming to this as an outsider. You could see that I need to be a person of faith, whatever that is. I need because that faith, whatever it is, is what's going to give me endurance and it's what's going to produce in me longevity. And so I'm not a person that walks around with a temporary faith. Or a situational faith. What is that? A temporary faith is when you get in struggles and difficulties and your back's against the wall and you haven't been a person of faith, but all of a sudden you need an answer. And so you become a temporary faith person. Or you become a situational faith person. Some people, they're not people of faith. They're not walking by faith. Their life is not described. There's no testimony of faith. But then, boom, tragedy hits. And all of a sudden, I need faith. That kind of faith is not what is being described here in Hebrews. The profession of faith says it doesn't It doesn't matter what the situation is, I'm going to have faith. And it's not temporary. It is something that is long-term. I'm, I'm in this thing not for a short period of time. I'm in this thing for the long haul. This is what. True faith coupled with obedience is it's steadfast and it is it is enduring. And so when afflictions come. We have to have patience when afflictions come because we're still doing the will of God because we are people of faith. Job chapter 13 and verse 15 describes an individual that had this kind of faith. He had a walk with God, he had a relationship with God, and then troubles entered into his life, difficulties, afflictions. And yet he still believed in the midst of all of that that somehow God is working. This is what Paul meant when he said, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Job said in chapter 13 and verse 15, though he slay me, Yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. The Bible asks me to trust in God even when I don't understand something. The Bible demands of me that I trust in God even when my faith is weak and asks of me to trust God even when I can't believe. I don't see how it's going to (laughs) work. I don't see how it's a possibility. I'm hanging on by a strand to a verse and a word that says with men, it's an impossibility, but with God, all things are possible. And so I'm going to be patient in that moment and I'm going to, Trust Him in that moment. I know I've got a witness in this place because I know some of your situation. you're coming out of a year and two years when all you could do is be patient in the moment and say, "God, in the midst of all of this, I'm just going to trust you." And sometimes you came to the house of God and it was difficult, and it was a struggle there was a front here at church that wasn't the same at home because you were in a battle for your very life and your spiritual walk with God. Your faith sometimes were not was not magnanimous. It wasn't full, but there was still enough faith to say, I'm going to be patient in this and I'm going to trust God through all of this. This is what the Bible asks us to be. And so sometimes. We have to be content with with where God is taking us and directing us. James chapter 1 and verse number 2 tells us that sometimes we have to learn to be patient waiting on the will of God. My brethren, verse number 2 of chapter 1, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Different types of struggles, knowing this, that the trying of your faith. What does it do? It works patience, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire and wanting nothing. My faith has got to be strong enough So that I can trust in God's timing and allow him to work out his will in my life. When I enter different types of difficulties, I'm going to maintain my faith before God. I'm going to live a lifestyle of faith. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ We are of all men most miserable. What keeps me patient in the moment? It's my faith. What keeps me patient in this current world that we live in with all of its turmoil? My faith, because I know that God's doing something through trials and and tribulations in my life. Paul said to Timothy, if a man also strive for masteries, Yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. You've got to put your hand to the plow and say, I'm not looking back, but I'm looking forward. Because I'm trusting in God. And I'm going to be an individual that knows that he sustains me. He's going to reward me. If there's some patience that enters into the mix. You've got to be patient. Sometimes you're going to miss the ball. You got to go after it and you got to come back and you got to do the same thing all over because you're striving for something. Nobody wants to see a ball go out there and somebody make a mistake and they just give up. Man, that makes me so mad. You should run just as fast to the ball if it got by you just as fast as you went to it. You should run the other way to get to it. You don't stop, throw up your hands. I remember being a youth pastor playing kickball, softball, basketball, football, any other kind of ball. One of the things that would drive me crazy was individuals, when they made a mistake, they would give up. That makes me furious. My head exploded several times. That's one of the problems that I've been having as I get older is that. You don't just give up when you make a mistake. You get on your high horse and you get back after whatever it was you made the mistake. You go get it. You chase after it. And man, there were some grace builders, I'm telling you. None in this building here. None in this building here. Faith. So it's. It's something that is consistent in the scriptures, and we should, the scriptures tell us to live by faith. Even though I may not know what it is, the scripture is very clear that I, I need to live by faith. I need to live by faith. It's a sustaining power. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 16, there's a reward. What's the reward? Well, if you use my crazy little illustration that I just gave of going after the ball, what's the reward if you make a mistake? You're building your faith. You're building your skill set is what you're doing. And so when you make the mistake, you determine in yourself, okay, I know that. I know what I need to do. I'm not going to do it again. And the reward is you build a skill set. You're not going to get there if you just quit. I mean, can you imagine Abraham, where are you going, Abraham? I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to a country. Where is that country? I don't know where it is one weekend to Abraham says, ah, forget it. I'm going back to the era of the Chaldees. I must have been hearing some other voices. It must have been the medication or the pizza or something. Indigestion. No, Abraham hung in there. When doubt would come and say, Abraham, you've been wandering around in this desert. Abraham said, I know I am, but I'm following a promise of God. He promised something to me, and there is a reward in following. Did you know that Abraham never fully recognized it or understood it because he never saw this day of the church? But he wondered, and he followed, and he was patient because he knew God was doing something. And we are the recipients of the example that he laid down. Pick up, pick, up your, pick up your trust and your confidence and be a child of God and a person of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. How are you doing with this, Sister Raquel? You doing all right? Okay. She's translating. Are you seeing? You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. Be a person of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16. The reward of faith. Listen to this. But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he hath prepared them a city. God's interested in people of faith. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 8. For by grace are you saved. Through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Praise God. So there's a faith that is connected. Amen. Now, so there's a consistent theme of, of faith all through the scripture. And it tells us that we should be people that live by faith. All these passages that we've read. So the question then that is begging to be asked, is what is faith. And we read it at the beginning of this lesson tonight. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. Faith is something, it's a confidence, it is a dependence that is trustworthy. When you put your faith in something, you're putting your trust in it. It is trustworthy. You are putting your faith in something. Last summer, I did some skydiving. I don't know that I'll do that again. When I picked up the newspaper a couple days ago and read where in Oahu six people on a skydiving expedition, they didn't die because of the skydiving outfit and coming out of the plane. The plane went down and crashed. Well, that illustration, if you jump out of a plane, what are you putting your trust in? You're trusting that the parachute's going to open. And I'm telling you, you talk about an adrenaline rush, it's nothing but, ah, For about 10 seconds until the parachute opens, and then you can kind of breathe. Anybody did any skydiving before? Sister Catherine, where have you been skydiving? Recently? oh, <laughs> you're putting your faith, your confidence, you're putting something that you trust. This is what faith is. I'm putting my trust in something. It's something that is trustworthy. But here's what I want to get at. It's an assurance. It's a it's a foundation. It's a persuasion for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him. Amen. Unto the glory of God by us faith is the sense of present possession of things that you do not possess. I don't possess them right now, but I'm in possession of them. It becomes the support. It becomes the structure. It becomes the grounds on one on which one builds hope. I'm building my foundation here. You look at other scriptures. Peter himself, he starts a long list and he says, besides all of this, and he adds things. One of the first ingredients that he puts down. He puts down faith. you got to put down faith as the structure. I've got to put my confidence and support in something that is trustworthy. I'm not putting my faith in faith. I'm putting my faith in an object. Who is it? I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm putting my faith in God manifested in the flesh. I'm putting my faith in the word that became flesh. I'm putting my faith in the power of the cross. I'm putting my faith in the blood of Calvary that is still affected. I'm putting my faith in the promises of God. I'm putting my faith in the word of God. I'm putting my faith My faith is attached to something that is trustworthy. Some things I cannot see. I can't see into the future. I can't see into the heavens. But every once in a while, I'll get the earnest of my inheritance that flows through me through the empowering of the Holy Ghost and know that there is something that is going to be a reward when all of this is wrapped up. It's a trustworthy faith. It's a faith that supports... It's a faith that puts confidence in. It's a sense of present possession of things that are not yet
1: possessed.
0: It becomes a support. This kind of faith removes doubts. It's not a faith that isn't a name it claim it. That's not. You speak it and you name it and you claim it. no I'm not talking about that kind of faith I'm talking about faith that's connected to the word of God because sometimes you may name it and try to claim it and it doesn't happen that doesn't mean that you lose out with God it just means that you know the word of God is true it's not a faith in success through visualization think about you're standing on the deck of a boat and water swirling around you no it's not that It's not a faith in the power of positive thinking, which is what so much of the church world has turned to nowadays. The power of positive thinking. You can be the best that you can be. God wants you to be the best. There's not a word about sin. There's not a word about judgment. And there has to be a balance between God's love and God's correction. And the word of God helps us with those things. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, and he gives us a list of things to God. Faith is not the power of positive thinking. True faith is simply trusting God. Having a confidence in God. For the scripture says we walk by what? We walk by faith, not by sight. This is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 7. We walk by faith; we walk not by sight. There are things that I can't understand because the natural mind can understand it. Paul said in First Corinthians chapter two and verse fourteen, "The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned." Amen. So there are some things in my life I may not completely understand, but my faith is operating in a spiritual realm, not a natural realm. And the reality is I'm going to hold to those things. I'm going to put my confidence in those things that are trustworthy. Praise God. Show me your God. I can only show him through the actions of others. I can't physically. I don't have the ability that Thomas said I want to. I want to touch him. I want to see the. I don't have that ability, but my faith is such. John said, blessed are those Thomas. That having not seen me still believe you've had the opportunity to see me and believe. My faith is still in is in a confidence of knowing that that is a support and a structure that is a foundation. That is true. I'm, th- I'm thankful for His Spirit. I'm thankful for His anointing that I feel that increases my faith. So the Scripture is very, very consistent. All through the Scripture, faith is a key, essential ingredient. I almost said a key, essential oil. <laughs> faith is not something. Faith is not something that you. You necessarily can grasp with your senses but it's something that you know is there and that you can put your confidence in praise God as we stand together in the house of God tonight so the scripture is consistent with the theme of faith the Bible tells us that we must live by faith Hebrews chapter 11 tells us what faith is It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Praise God. In the house of God tonight, all over this congregation here tonight, great, great audience in attendance here tonight on a Tuesday night midweek Bible study. There's different circumstances in every person's life in here tonight. And some things you may not be seeing. You may not be grasping and feeling. But I I want to you tonight to increase your faith in this house and say, God, I may not see it, but I'm going to trust you. My confidence is not in myself. My confidence is not in the world around me. My confidence is not in the enemy that would try to speak into my life or influence my life. My confidence is in the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so I'm going to, I'm going to increase my faith before you. I'm going to couple with it obedience to your word. I'm going to stand in the midst of adversity and struggle and in a world and say I'm going to trust in God. Praise God. Praise God. As they sing tonight let's lift up our hands and worship God tonight and Lord ask God to help us. Help us be people all of faith. I thank you and praise you. I'm not going to lead to my own understanding but I'm going to trust you. But in all but in all thy I ways, will acknowledge you, Lord. Acknowledge him mm-hmm. and, and he, he shall tonight. Faith is the key to seeing the mighty works of God in our lives. Great faith, great works of God. Little faith, little works. By faith, Moses delivered the children of Israel out of bondage and allowed them to see and be partakers of the miracles of God. By faith, Joshua helped Israel realize to experience the victory Came by the hand of God. Through faith, Rahab, though she was not one of God's chosen children, found salvation. Amen. What in your life becomes the story of faith? Praise God. Amen. Oh, so trust Trust. Him. Trust Him. Trust Him. And such will find good faith.